0: Quite right! Quite right! Welcome to It's A Religion! Where if you listen long enough, intellectuals are gaining wisdom, fundamentalists are becoming reasonable, and liberals and socialists are becoming more conservative. This show is about faith, with a dose of technology sprinkled in, just once in a while to mix it up. And the creators of It's A Religion would like to thank you for joining us. So on to a jolly good show, chaps! Hello, my name is Tim Whalen, and I'm currently living behind the uh, Iron Curtain, I guess, of Michigan, if you wanna call it that, Uh, and the great governor, uh, Gretchen Whitmer, who is uh, in complete charge of our state right now. I believe our uh, legislature is trying to fight that, but we'll see how that happens. I noticed uh, today, as we record this, the folks over in Wisconsin got some relief and uh, this this COVID-19 thing is gonna be part of our show today, but, but let me come back to that. Um, you know, we're conducting this experiment, I am, I should say, with my brother from another mother and partner in future claimed intellectual hate crimes, possibly, is Marty Reyes, who by all multicultural standards today would be labeled a Hispanic American. However, we like to call him Uncle Marty. Would you like to say hi, Uncle Marty?
1: Yes, I'd like to say hi to the listening audience and thank you for tuning in today. Uh, We're definitely excited about bringing you this uh, podcast and looking forward to what it brings for all of us.
0: So we recently secured the other half of Rush Limbaugh's brain to tie behind our backs just to get some help when we need it. So we're going to go right after it today. We're here to discuss the religious activities of today's world. Which we believe includes just about everything. And we're going to get into that with the COVID 19 situation here shortly. But this first show, we're going to kind of round it out and talk about what it's a religion's about, why we're uh, uh, doing this show. And one of the main questions we want to ask everybody with every topic that we consider is why do you believe what you believe? What's your starting point? How did you get to this conclusion? Why do you think that evolution is? so great, or Christianity is so great, or if you're a Muslim, why Mohammedism is uh, the way to go, and uh, how that frames your view as far as you know the world goes. So this week we're going to be looking at the COVID-19 situation, or as some affectionately call it, the uh, CCP virus, the Chinese Communist Party virus, since it started over there. And, And I would go as far to say as this virus is currently turning our country from the land of the free into the land of the anxious or fearful marty what do you think uh yeah you can see it coming
1: from all directions i mean different states have different reactions and, and different restrictions uh, i know here in michigan we seem to be strapped down pretty good uh, california and for, for whatever reason it seems it's a lot of the blue states but nah, we blue and red there. marty yeah. blue
0: and red buddy isn't it crazy so the premise of it's a religion uh, we'd like to offer to the general public here is we're going to examine things from the perspective of religion and uh, faith and belief and why people believe what they do and again just about everything we we think is religious in nature you know and if you think about it long enough there are reasons you believe what you believe you were brought up a certain way you were something happened in your life to make you change your viewpoint here or there i know for myself i'm just going to come right out and say it i'm a follower of the lord jesus christ i believe wholeheartedly that he came to earth died for my sins rose again and is seated at the right hand of god and that someday i'm going to get to meet him and stand before him and account for the existence that i spent on this time uh, in this time in this life but not everybody believes that way obviously or we would all be kind of doing the same thing so I don't know, what do you think, Marty? Well,
1: yeah, I, I, I did all everything you just said there, and but uh, I liked to entertain the different discussions with different religions and, and people from different back backgrounds. I, I, I like to understand where they're coming from just to have a grasp on different religions. And nothing's gonna change me from what I believe in
0: Christ and He's my right. Lord and Savior. Amen, brother. How many religions are out there, do you think, nowadays? I've never counted, but I know just within the Christian faith, there's over 6,000 or so denominations. Right. So just even within one faith, there's how many different ways that people believe things, right? So what is religion? Well, if, if you define religion, it's a personal set or institutionalized system of religious attitudes, beliefs, or practices. So if you think about that... You know, from a question standpoint, well, where do we see this in action today? Well, certainly we see it in the Christian church. Certainly. We see it in the Muslim faith over in the, you know, mainly in the Middle East, but now spreading throughout the world in the different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Buddhism, Mohammedism and things like that. But where else do we see it?
1: Well, here in the United States, I mean, we have several types of religions. I mean, you, you can go Jehovah Witness, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Seventh-day Adventist. Would you say um,
0: atheism's a religion, Marty?
1: Yeah, we, we had that discussion earlier, and yeah. I, 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 w- I would say that it falls in that category.
0: Why? Why would you say it's it's religious?
1: Well, it, it's well, whether you believe in a Christ, right, in the Christ, mm-hmm. in a God, right, or not, right? So now, if, if you don't, you, you're forming fundamental beliefs against it, right? Right. So now that becomes your religion
0: well and that's i would frame the atheist argument they want to try and say well we don't believe in anything so therefore we're not religious well it still creates a worldview right and that's really when you come down to this worldview is everything you know you if you're starting from a certain paradigm and how you look at things that's going to frame just about everything you think and you can see it like in this COVID 19 situation you have we talked about red and blue states right Mm -hmm. well a lot of people in the blue states more fearful more locked down not you know they they're they're playing to this idea that we don't want anybody to die which again i don't think any of the red state people do either but they're trying to be a little bit more balanced in their approach as far as there's an economic situation here too that we need to have some balance in and i would would subject to just about anybody is those start from a religious viewpoint for the most part and liberals and and, in conservatives both a lot of times start from a religious viewpoint. Liberals just, in a lot of ways, think that the government should handle a lot of these things, where a conservative would be more apt to say, well, wait a minute, no, this is an individual thing. And in Christianity, Marty, we see in the gospel, at least, that most of these folks that came to Christ, that did what they did, did it willingly. They came there, they offered their uh, substance, right? They they all became a community and things like that, and shared with each other. Whereas today, you see a lot of people trying to give that up to the government, and have the government control all this stuff. And that's kind of what we see playing out in this COVID situation, don't you think?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: um, but a question for you.
1: Sure. If, if if you're saying conservatism and liberalism, the foundation of your beliefs as far as religion, could would you say
0: conservatism is a religion? I would say conservatism is a certain way in which you walk out Christianity as a religion. Or it could be, you could be a conservative Muslim, right? Because if you look at the Muslim faith, there's two or three different main sects of Muslim people, some more conservative than others, I would say, some more liberal than others, right? So um, from, from my vantage point, as a belief structure or a belief system, conservatism is only part of the faith that I practice. It's just a way in which I look at it. I I say, look, I believe the Bible is the inerrant word of God. I believe that I need to follow it to the best of my ability as an individual. I can't impose those beliefs on somebody else. And so what's interesting to me is nowadays what you see in our society is anybody that wants to share their faith is all of a sudden imposing that on you. right? Mm -hmm. Or That's the perception of it instead of, no, I'm just sharing with you what I believe, just like in a school system, they're sharing with me the, the the facets of secular humanism and evolution, which I also believe are religions, and we'll get to that here shortly. But because of that, um, you know, the idea of conservatism is is built around that foundation, that Christ is is the rock, if you will, or the starting point for everything, and everything flows out from there, but it's on an individual basis. I can't You know, I can't make my own kids believe what I believe, let alone anybody else. But if somebody's gonna ask me, or if somebody's gonna look at my life, I want them to see that conservatism walking out in terms of, you know, what I believe. Okay, so the begging question for me
1: is, there's conservatives and there's liberals. Yes, sir.
0: So, sir. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) Yes, so Mr. <laughs> okay, just so the audience knows this, Marty has a problem with being called sir. I've i, I, grew, I have grown bit. up just being respectful to people, <laughs> trying to call people sir, ma'am, and I'm just that's inherent in my nature. So, so we'll have some fun with that over time. We digress there. Yeah. So so liberals would
1: why do they have a religion? Where would you? Would, I'm, I don't okay, mean a religion well, as far for the liberal party, you know. um But where do you see most of them as from a Christian standpoint, from a faith base?
0: From a faith-based standpoint, I would offer that most liberal Christians like the idea of taking care of others, you know, just Certainly, like yeah like there is in the book and sharing wealth things of that nature. So some of the emotional aspects of those things appeal to more liberal Christians. Now, the other thing that a lot of liberal Christians will do is say, well, wait a minute, science has come along and kind of disproved this whole Bible creation thing because of the age of the earth. So they'll ascribe to the tenets of evolution and say, well, no, you know, God created everything maybe, but it was over millions and millions of years. And I would subject to you that there's very good scientific evidence to say that's not the case. However, at the point at which you go to look at that evidence and decide how you're going to believe, whether the Earth is millions and billions of years old or whether it's not, is a matter of faith. I can't, as a young Earth creationist, go mm-hmm. back in time and say, Hey, I saw this happen, you know, 6,000 years ago, God created the Earth, then we had a flood, then... Now I have a a Bible that tells me that essentially that's kind of what happened, and so I could say, well, I did have some eyewitnesses to this account that I can rely on, whereas over here I've got a bunch of guys in white coats running around looking at the same evidence, going, no, wait a minute, you know, we can calculate the age of the Earth based on some of this stuff and that stuff, so it's millions and billions of years old, whatever it is, you know, because it keeps changing over time as as science evolves and learns more and and things of that nature right so but again those i think those two starting points not necessarily just the gospel of jesus christ or the gospel of muhammad or the gospel of buddha or the gospel you know i i don't think any of those things are really the necessarily the starting point i think it's how did we get here why are we here you know, what's 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 the purpose of all this, right? You know, is there any purpose to this whole thing? And I think when you follow the, the evolutionary atheistic track, you don't you don't really have anything. So it's funny because bringing it back to the COVID-19 situation, why does an atheist or a secular humanist care if people die?
1: Right, because there's nothing. Survival of the fittest, right?
0: You know what I mean? Come on, Marty. Yeah.
1: yeah. So you're saying that there's nothing after life? well if i'm an atheist life. or
0: an evolutionist i i don't have i don't think so you know why would i they don't there's no god there's no this is it right party until you're hearty, right or whatever i don't know what the the current state is of, of a lot of that but you know i i remember back when i was younger i didn't i i did not ever leave a belief that there was a god But because of things like evolution, because of things, you know, just growing up and I was, I used to drink a lot and things like that back in the day, I kind of walked away from the whole church idea. I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know, y'all have fun, but I'm going to go run around and do what I want to do and have fun. But after God saved me and I started realizing, you know, what the real purpose to this thing is and that this life isn't necessarily it. You know, and so again, from that worldview, it creates a whole different look at this COVID-19 situation. I'm not going to sit here as an atheist over here and, and, you know, I need to pretend to care or people are going to think I'm really an idiot, right? You know, I think that's why atheists and secular humanists put on or feign Christianity because that's really what they're doing. They're feigning morality and they're feigning that there is a a way in which we should be organized as a society and how we should do things. We shouldn't let the healthcare system be overrun. We shouldn't let, you know, there's things that we as Christians can agree on, right? No matter what the religion is. But beyond that, you know, we're going to come at this thing from a completely different viewpoint. I want people to be saved so they can go to heaven someday. You know, I, if they don't know the Lord yet, I don't want them to die. I don't want anybody to die, but because it's, death isn't good. It affects families, it affects individuals, and things like that. But at the same time, I realize, you know, like I said, there's an economic situation to this, which I think the most secular humanists and atheists would do too. But when I then put a political hat in the arena, all of a sudden it takes on even another light, right? So now when I add politics to all this, a conservative is going to come at it from a different viewpoint than what a liberal in terms of politics. So. That worldview is a starting point, but then it leads to kind of all these other things. And you see that working out in our society today. Even you look at the Wisconsin thing that happened today. There was a decision by the Supreme Court in Wisconsin that said the stay-at-home order by the governor was unconstitutional. There are seven people, seven justices on the Supreme Court in Wisconsin. What was the vote? 7-0. No, it was 4-3. Oh, I would have thought it would be seven to zero because when you look at these stay-at-home orders, they are unconstitutional on their face. Even though there was a judge in Michigan that, that wrote an order that supported Governor Whitner, Whitmer's power in Michigan to have a stay-at-home order under a state of emergency, his wor- his wording basically was, okay, this is unconstitutional on its face. However, it's only for a short time, so it's okay. So again, you have to have a certain worldview or a certain viewpoint, I think, to make that decision. Like, oh, you know, just get over yourself, it's okay. You know, get out of your witches, right, <laughs> you know? So, whereas over here, I want people to be free. It's so funny because now, you know, people, stay safe. How, how many times do you hear stay safe today? Yeah, at least 10. Josh, Derek, how many times you guys hear that today, right? Everybody, everybody is saying, stay safe. I feel like, you know what happened like not long ago? You had this whole thing with uh, HR coming out and I want to reach out. We had this thing and I, I used to drive Marty notes for this. I hated that thing. It made me feel like a little girl. I want to reach out and and, and I want to just, uh, oh, I can't wait, I can't, I just want to touch somebody. And instead of, you know, but it's what's funny about it is, I used to say touch base all the time. Well, how is that really any different than reaching out, right? But to me, changing that paradigm it made it made it seem much more liberal sounding or much more feminine sounding and so i almost took offense to it right
1: but But back uh, to COVID 19 yeah do you remember when it it all first started the our main objective was what to flatten the curve yep that's all we were told right we we need to attack this we need to flatten the curve and now what's
0: happening well i don't even hear that anymore no haven't heard that in a long time you know what I heard today in the news? Yes. The the peak, the peak of the whole thing was April twenty seventh. If you look at the the, and so we did, we flattened the curve out. We're three weeks later, almost. What are we doing, right now? And it's you test, look at the test, states test. that are opening up; their their caseloads going down just like Michigan. You look at the Michigan curve, mm-hmm. and tell me, Mrs. Whitmer, why are we still being locked down? Right. You know why are you so overly concerned, especially, I mean, I get it over Wayne County, maybe on the east side of the state and that area, be a little bit more cautious, but why is somebody in the UP got to stay home? That is absolutely ridiculous. I'm right. a liberal conservative. I think most people, most reasonable people can see that for what it is. Somebody is trying to become the vice president. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about facts. So let's, what about, so Marty, what is Christianity? Can you answer that question for me?
1: So in that word Christianity, there's the word Christ, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? To be Christ-like is Christianity. To follow Christ. So, if can a Buddhist be Christian?
0: Probably not.
1: I would say not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, he's not gonna follow Christ, not at all. Um, can a Jehovah Witness, be a Some Christian? would say
0: they are. Yeah. Oh, well, how about a Catholic? I believe, I believe there are Catholic believers. I wouldn't, and because they believe in the, some of the same basic tenets. But because of the way the church has walked that out over the years, they're being misled, I think, in a lot of Some of them are being misled but in you, a lot of ways. You're avoiding the question. Answer the question. Can't, yes. I believe there are some Catholics some. who will be in heaven. Not all. Just like there's wow. going to be some yeah. uh, reformed people in heaven, not all. There's going to be right. some evangelical people, not all. There's going to be some, from just about every church on this planet that worships Christ because when I, you know, my neighbor, my new neighbors are mm-hmm. Catholic. yeah, And, but they're very devout. They trust God. They believe in God. They pray. They, you know, they don't drink that, you know, they walk out that faith in a way that seems very faithful, Mm -hmm. okay? I don't know if they pray to Mary. I don't know if, you know, and God's gonna judge that someday, right? But the foundational tenets of that faith are, Christ died for my sins, Mm -hmm. Christ rose again, Christ is in heaven, right? I need to believe and be baptized to be saved, which are the basic tenets of the Christian faith overall. Would you not say that? Well, yeah, I agree. But for
1: Catholics, you know, going back to Catholic and, and I emphasize this point because that's my you know that's You and where me both buddy, I grew, both, up. Buddy, yeah, I grew right, up that right. way too, man. I was so, there
0: at one time.
1: For for Catholics, the, the Bible says that, right? Mm. Narrow is a gate that leads to heaven. Narrow right? is the gate. Yeah. And wide is the gate. Wide is the road to destruction. Yes. Yeah. So and, and I understand that. That that doesn't mean No matter what Christian belief that you have, it it, it becomes, to me, a heart thing. Where is your heart? And no matter, God knows our heart. He's the only one. Yeah. So I can say and I can fool everybody into believing that I'm a certain type of person, right? Right. But ultimately, God knows my heart. So from that standpoint, to look at any different religion you know whether they be baptist you know you know, the whole game yeah, right them. the 6000 plus right. denominations to me it's, it it it's a wash for me when i look at other people i it, i i don't know their heart only right. god does right. Right? right so i leave that in his hands i i can't see that i can look at any religion and say that person just because of their religion is not going to heaven they're they're not christian okay right and that's just the way i see it right
0: well and i you know i think we can we are called to judge to judge brothers examine and judge brothers right if they're walking in Mm -hmm. sin but some of these things i don't know marty i guess i've i've been through so many different walks in this in this faith ever since i got saved in in a very evangelical church and then uh, moved out of where my hometown is in Illinois, moved over here, and then down south, and we've been to a lot of different churches, seen a lot of people that have both been, in my view, faithful and unfaithful to, the, to, the, um, to what we believe, right, mm-hmm. to Christ himself. Excuse me. And, um, but I'm at a point now where I look at, okay, I need to walk this out myself, I need to encourage people when I have the opportunity to witness to people when I have the opportunity about why I believe what I believe, because I think it's very important. Um, but others who profess Christ, again, like you said, if I'm walking with them in my local church, then I need to be very cognizant of how they're walking out and be a brother, be worshiping with them. and and. Um, you know, when you look at that example, being together on a regular basis, not stop meeting together, which is another thing that we're going through mm-hmm. this COVID situation that really breaks my heart. Because when you think about um, worship service and things like that at a church, sometimes you can get into a monotonous situation, right, where you're just going, just to go. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope that this situation will help encourage people to really be thankful for the church that they attend, for the, the pastor that's doing that work or the, the team of folks that work at that church that preach, that, you know, play music and, and do the things that, that they do um, to help people who want to trust in Christ and who want to walk it out that way and who want to uh, affect our world and our country and our state and our local community with that worldview, right? Mm-hmm. In a positive way. So if, if I was...
1: um trying to stop the church my job my goal was to stop bring the church down okay and this covid thing comes along yeah and it's a perfect opportunity to pull away everybody from the churches drive the churches bankrupt because how can they? well i i don't know but i could use this as For my agenda. Sure. If I wanted. Sure. Right. So I would want to prolong it
0: as long as as possible.
1: Sure. So let's close everything down till September 1st. Right. Because doing so is going to keep all of these religious people from going to their little churches and worshiping their god
0: yeah in illinois the guy there pritzker wants to uh close them down until they have a vaccine which i think is ridiculous right you know you won't let more than 10 people meet at one time and i just you know when you look at some of this stuff on its face you just know that somebody's got a bias and somebody doesn't somebody has a worldview that they're trying to implement Right. right that they're putting on somebody else at that point well don't we have a flu vaccine no we have flu shots oh Flu shots. But we don't have a vaccine. So we have
1: a yearly flu shot. Yeah, that I don't ever get. Because we know what's coming down I'm the pipe, rebel, right? I'm a rebel. I can't help it. <laughs> we know what flu is coming up next year, so we right. make well, this concoction. Well, they say, but again,
0: this, this year was one of the worst flu seasons ever, right? You don't hear about that. What happened to all them people? How many people died from the flu, Marty? Yeah. No, it's COVID, 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 because the news wants to keep us all freaked out, right? Because what's the news nowadays? You know, you have multiple news outlets, and again, people gravitate, I'll be honest, I would much rather watch Fox News and CNN any day, right? Mm -hmm. Because I know, I know they're gonna present things from a more fair standpoint, at least you'll hear the conservative viewpoint. Whereas over on CNN, they're gonna give you, whether you like it or not, everything from a liberal standpoint, right? And gonna promote that, really. It's not really news at that point, it's a propaganda channel. and. At this point, that's just kind of the way it is. I wish media was more even-handed. You know, you look at how the president's treated through this COVID situation, and you go back 10 years and look at 09, when Obama first took office, there was what? Anybody remember the disease, Marty? The swine <laughs> flu. It was an H1N1, right? How many people died from that? A lot. A lot more, I believe, than what's died from COVID-19. Did we shut everything down? No. Did we have daily doses of Obama out there going, you know, I, I bet he wished at this point that he would have done that, but that's beside the point. Um, How much PPE did we have for that? Well, yeah, again, right? So going back to the current crisis and you look at the media reaction to it, was anybody giving him a hard time back then? No, because they, they put him up on a pedestal. Most of the media outlets did. Whereas when you watch these things that trump does what's the 90 percent of the the questions coming from the media what, is, what are they trying to do they're trying to trip him up they're trying to get him to say something so they can catch him later and it, should, mm-hmm. it makes me sad i'm like what's what what's the point of you people even being there for so the covid thing i think is exposed further exposed mm-hmm. world views, right most of the reporters being more liberal being more Again, I don't know that they're all atheists. I don't know I don't know what anybody's motivation is necessarily. But when you see the same things over and over again from people, and uh, you can kind of start to ascribe a motive to them. And then when you have a motive, you can at least say, well, yeah, that fits into this worldview, right? Or this approach to things. Um, J.D. Pritzker over in Illinois, my assumption would be is that he's not a faithful person. He's not a Christian, quote unquote, because otherwise i would think he'd be more uh pro trying to get the churches back to meeting right you know right
1: well i don't know that kind of what i said earlier about not knowing somebody's heart right
0: i can't i don't want to i don't like to ascribe motive to somebody but like i'm saying you can when you see somebody's actions you can at least well it's most likely that they're coming from this this vantage point right but maybe not so so I don't know you, you
1: look at you know any person that even says that they're highly religious right right and yet they subscribe to abortion or maybe they don't subscribe to abortion but they'll a, vote a hundred percent of the time to a politician that supports abortion so in that so yeah. l- let's say that's me Let, let's say I, I come to you and I say, hey, hey Tim, you know what, I believe in Christ, he's my Lord and my Savior, um, but I'm voting for this guy because, you know, I, I really believe he, he's the right guy, And but he supports abortion. It, where does that leave me in my religious, I mean, is,
0: is that okay, is that... See, again, I would say it's not, that would be my opinion, but that person has got to stand before God someday right well if he's going to my church I think I have the right then to address him as a brother in the faith and go hey what are you doing man you know why would you vote for somebody that's going to support abortion that's not right from our worldview, from our standpoint right why would you do that and if he continues to go down that road then I believe I would follow Matthew 18 and bring it before the church is this something that people should be doing but even right. full churches do it. Well, if that's the case, then I need to find another church <laughs> at that point, right? I mean, that's probably why we have 6,000 denominations and why, you know, right? Even the local, a local college here in West Michigan, I sat down with the dean right. of the college and had lunch several different occasions because I found out they were teaching theistic evolution at their school. And I wanted to find out why and explain why I think that's the wrong approach. And encourage him to at least look at things from the other side and every time I would ask like one of the best examples I have of this is like okay you believe in Christ right yes okay did Christ when he healed people take six weeks no did he take six years no six thousand years no no he did it instantaneously Instantly. right yeah so If Jesus could take some guy's arm, some some guy's eyeballs, some guy's back or ear or any part of his body and instantly heal it, why would it take him six million years to develop anything? And the answer I got every time was, well, my colleagues would say.
1: You're talking about that professor. professor Yeah. Okay.
0: And what does that represent? Right. It represents the word of man versus the word of God. Mm-hmm. And so, again, even the Muslims get that, right? They're they're saying this word came from God. I want to put my faith in that. Not the word of man, right? When it comes down to it, if the word of man goes against the word of God, which is what you know, Darwinian evolution does, right? I mean.
1: So, so we'll have to talk about that about the churches being watered down or watering down their message. Well, sometime that's that is future, a great yeah. topic. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that's one you definitely want to cover so how do the what is what is Mohammedism, right you know I, I put down some thoughts on that I think Mohammedism is uh, a religion that was born uh, of a guy that lived back in about the mid what was it 860 I think or 680 somewhere in that in that region I can't remember um, but anyway He is the Muhammad was the the prophet of the Muslim faith, right? He was the founder of that faith. And you know, the Muslims consider the Quran, their holy book, to be the word of God as revealed by the Prophet Muhammad. And uh, the worship of the God of the Quran would be the way I would express what a Muslim is. Now, having looked at the history around Muhammad and how that religion was formed versus how Christianity was formed, Muhammadism was formed at the point of the sword. Right, It was you know Muhammad pretty much converted people at the point of a sword when you really look at he I'm sure he had some converts that just followed him because But when you look at the history behind the guy, you know Muhammad believed that he himself was was God's final prophet And there's a lot of things about what he said and what he did that have changed that you won't hear about It's kind of like the rewriting, uh, you know, our history the history of the united states by not teaching kids about the Constitution, by not teaching them about who our founding fathers really were, and trying to rewrite history so that people really aren't proud of this country, right? Well, on the opposite end of things, the Mohammedists have rewritten a lot of history over time because there was a lot of things that guy predicted that had never come true, unlike the Bible, right? There uh, were a lot of things that he did Um, that weren't right you know marrying like an eight-year-old girl as a friend you know I'm not gonna go into that any further but just killing many many people in Mm -hmm. the process and so on and so forth right so when you look at the contrast that's another thing I will will encourage people to do when you look at what you believe and really analyze how you came to those beliefs it creates a situation where if you're truly honest with yourself, you go, okay, wait a minute. I got this guy over here. He's dead, for one. Jesus is alive. Um, he did all these bad things. Jesus, sinless. He, You know, I mean, you start contrasting some of these things and even contrasting it with things like Buddha and all these other guys, right? Um, and one, one that really gets me that I don't understand is what's the one that the Indians, Hinduism? Mm-hmm where a cow is a god or something like it's really i'm sorry yeah. folks you know i don't yeah. want to offend my indian brothers out there but there is something wrong with a cow being holy right i just i don't know i'm just i ain't getting that one. Well, anyway. so
1: wait wait wait, wait. You're, you're talking about this death and i hear this this yeah. argument a lot about the bible right and how in the old testament they're talking about um going and killing all these people, mm-hmm. and, and women and children and even the animals because they don't want anything right. left behind. Whose earth is it? Whose earth is it? It's God. In the beginning, who created the earth?
0: If if it just happened, it ain't nobody's. If God created it, then it's his. I didn't create it, you didn't create it, Josh and Derek didn't create it, right? So. Right. You're left with two choices. So you know, if he created it, then he has the perfect right to do anything with it he wants. He can wipe us all out tomorrow, right? If you, let me ask you this, Marty. What is God, let, God good? Let me, let, well, what perspective do you have on that, right? Is it good relevant? Well, it's not because God claims to be good and the author of good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let me ask you this. If you're an atheist, how do you even know what evil is? Yeah, you don't. You don't have a you don't have a point of reference right right the only reason we know good is because there is a god and there can be good and evil right Mm -hmm. but let me ask you this let's say um you have this great idea you're going to build a barbecue pit in your backyard sounds like fun and i know you, you would love to do that so you you write this thing up on a piece of paper you draw it all out you're going to make it out of out of some really cool brick stuff maybe a little stone mixed in here and you got the grade all figured out you got the base figured out you got the the chimney coming behind it and stuff like this and you got to you're going to put a little cover over it so you can go out there and grill in the rain or in the snow in west michigan i've been looking at my blueprints so hey anyway <laughs> um So you go through this process, you buy the materials, right? You Or, you know, make the materials if you can do that. And you stack it all together, you get it all built, and you stack it up, and and you go, you know what? I don't like it. Do you have the right to take a sledgehammer to that sucker? Yeah. You do, right? Because why? I'm the guy that made it. You own it. Now, if your neighbor did that, and you didn't like it, do you have a right to go knock his down? <laughs> I think well, no, I'd be gone. not really. But nine one one <laughs> Because there's a God, you don't have a right, yeah. right. Because it's wrong. It's wrong to do that. Now, that is one of the arguments C.S. Lewis came to when he was an atheist. Mm-hmm. He realizes there was an innate right and wrong of things. Like one of the examples he uses in mere Christianity is he's standing on a bus and he saw this younger guy steal a seat from an older person that was about to sit down everybody on the bus knows that's wrong and he shouldn't have done that right even the guy that did it Mm -hmm. knows that he shouldn't have done that even though he did it because we all do things like that too you know that we know are wrong and we do them anyway right so it's interesting to me that uh bringing it back to the covid situation you see this again playing out all over the place right everybody is for protecting the workers right that are on the quote-unquote front lines right why do we shut down because we didn't want them getting overwhelmed it wasn't that we were trying to prevent the thing from happening all over the place it wasn't like you said because we wanted to flatten the curve we wanted to make sure they didn't get overwhelmed we accomplished that done over move on yes there's going to be people that die i don't want anybody to die but we can't stop life We live in a free country, don't we?
1: Yeah. But so going back to work, getting people back to work, how do we ensure that that spread
0: isn't going to blossom again? We can't. We can be safer than what we were. We can wear masks. We can wear gloves. We can wash our hands 16 times a day. There are things that we can do as adults that we can follow guidelines, right? Now, I don't agree with the masks. I think that's of really dumb because the only time that's ever going to prevent anything is I'm shooting a spit wad across the room (laughs) right because I sneeze or something like that well but again if I'm an adult I can put my hand in my elbow like this right when I sneeze now is that always gonna happen well every once in a while I know you or I have sneezed and it's shot out somewhere I didn't want it to so it's possible so you can't prevent everything you it's impossible but and and you look at some of these statistics the things that are really starting to come out how many people that have been shuttered at home have gotten this thing mm-hmm. well how has that happened was it the food delivery guy was it that you know who knows i mean the thing is going to happen the main reason we shut down was just so it didn't happen quite so fast right and we did that so we got to get back to it man no matter what i mean people are going to die And I think if we all just be adults and accept that, protect the most vulnerable, like we don't do in the mother's womb today, but in the nursing homes, you know, like my grandmother uh, over in Illinois, who's 95, you know, I'm very careful that I don't bring anything into the house over there because I don't want anything bad to happen to her, right? But even then, God bless her, she's 95. If something did, she's lived a very full life. You know, I don't think she would be that sad to go see God at this point. Because some days I think she really wants to go see God. You know, because right. it's a struggle for her. She falls a lot of the time and we had one the other night where she fell and it's it's just not fun. Right. right.
1: My mom and dad are staying at home and um, you know, they're in their mid eighties and she's having a very difficult time staying at home. My dad gets out, he you know, he he's the guy that's going out and getting the groceries and stuff. But she's has not left in like six, seven weeks now.
0: Home. Okay.
1: And she actually had to get, you know, a prescription for uh, from the doctor for, you know, antidepressants because Yeesh. she's becoming so depressed just being at home. And right. even though you know I call her every other day, and um, we stop by and wave from the the car. I know and I do that with my mom. My, yeah. And then
0: we finally went in the house last on Mother's Day. I'm yeah. just like, no, I'm not doing this anymore, Mom. I'm coming in. Yeah. You know, I don't care, Governor Pritzker, and you know whatever. Right. <laughs> Something bad happens, it happens. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna. But again, I I'm like that, right? I I can't see in situations like that. I mean, I didn't stand right on top of her the whole time. I didn't even give her a hug. Right. But we came in and we you know we just talked for a while and hung out and gave her some presents right for Mother's Day and her annual flower basket and all that.
1: Right. And for the COVID police out there, Tim and I are maintaining the six feet here, right?
0: Uh, I'd call it about four and a half, Marty. I'm about six. (laughs) I was always bad But we do have screens in front of our faces (laughs) that are acting like, yeah, it's ridiculous. So um, just to cover some other quick ground, some of the other religions, I call them the old religions. There's a thing called Judaism, which um, if you ever listen to uh, Ben, what's Ben's last name? Shapiro uh, Ben Shapiro, yep. he's a, a very stout Jew and I love hearing some of his stories about about his situation. but there you know that's where our Lord and Christianity came from. So I have a lot of respect for the, the Jews for the Jewish faith, um, for the folks that still practice Judaism. I think their saviors already come and they just don't know it, but that's okay. you know that's going to be up to the Lord to reveal to them. And then you have uh, other old religions I would call pantheists, which is the worship of multiple gods. Um, can someone say ancient Greece you have non-believers what the atheists used to be called before it was a religion Um, Buddhism Shintoism Hinduism uh, you know etc ism there's a lot of other isms out there that uh, you know many of these have been around a while and then you have the new religions Marty you have evolution evolution really hasn't been around that long a couple hundred years Um, because it really started before darwin there was some predecessors that had this mindset that the earth was real old and uh, been around a long time and really evolution is someone who believes in the theory of evolution especially in biology and that's a whole nother story if if someone says they believe in evolution i would my first reaction anymore is well what kind of evolution do you believe in biological astronomical uh you know what is it plant life you believe evolved humans you know what what things because there's about six different types Mm -hmm. the only one i believe in is microevolution, which is evolution within the kinds you know you see changes within kinds and adaptation and things but you are never going to get a gerbil to turn into a fruit fly you're never going to get a fruit fly to turn into a dinosaur you're not and so on and so forth. I think that's where, you know biologically, science is starting to prove that out. They're gonna have a harder and harder time with all that. But you have cosmic, chemical, stellar, organic, um, and uh, intelligence from non-intelligence. You have, how did that evolve? Um, macro, things changing one from another, which the fossil record has never shown to be true, which Darwin himself, I think, would, would say it's not, you know, not anything valuable in a scientific standpoint. So at this point, what is it then? Well, you have people who look at the same facts that I do as a young earth creationist and they just project different things onto them, right? They, they have ways in which they say, oh, well, we can figure the half-life of this element or that element and that shows that this thing was six million years. Well, wait a minute, let me back up. It shows it's between 300 million and 500 million years old. Well, that's real accurate, you know? <laughs> How about a couple hundred million years there, guys, you know? So anyway, I think there's a lot of lot of uh, uh, evidence to show that the, the earth is young. But anyway, I can't prove that. I can't definitively say, oh, I saw that. Or Joe Smith was there 6,000 years ago. You know, I have a book that talks about it. But a lot of people would say, oh, well, you know, those guys, they don't. what do they know? They didn't have the science that we do today. Well, again, science can make observations, Marty, right? Mm-hmm. But to turn that into what happened six million years ago that is religion okay, that's where so it becomes
1: religious while you're saying that so yeah. just to clarify it sounds like you're talking about a young earth i am okay six thousand years buddy? explain to Somewhere. us what a young earth is as opposed to the
0: Well, a younger says that the Bible, if you look at the years that the Bible extrapolates and the people that are referenced in the Bible, and when you really look at it, they kept pretty accurate records, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the Jewish people did, at least when you go back to Adam. And if if those dates are true, it's somewhere between 6,000 and 6,500 years old, right? I think 6,004 was the last I heard a few years back. Anyway, it's a very pretty accurate statement of how old the earth is. And when you look at how the earth is decaying, the salt content of the oceans, the, you know, the magnetic field around the earth, there's a lot of scientific data that the evolutionists will basically marginalize, 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 right? They'll take something that, that a creationist, oh, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. There's, there's reasons for that. Just like the whole idea of a transitionary form fossil, right? You've never seen one. They've tried to project mm-hmm. many of them, and yet you'd think it would be obvious. Oh, this thing, oh yeah, look at that. That yeah. turned into that. You know, it's it's you know, this thing has gills and stuff. No, you've never seen it. And I would offer there was a, a term coined by this guy recently called irreducible complexity. When you think about that and think about the human body, what part of your body, Marty, could have functioned properly without a spine? without your brain? without How could you see without eyes? How could you breathe without lungs or pump blood without a heart? Matter of fact, where did, you know, cells come from that are pumping through your veins, right? What part of that could be reduced to the point where it could be built up and turn into something that was actually feasible that could live? Well, you can't, you can't live without your lungs or your heart or your brain or your spine, your spinal cord, you know, you can't. So how can you reduce that? and somehow build it up into a complex organism it's laughable evolution as a science is one of the most laughable theories that there has ever been and yet they cling to it like my boys do their bible and their guns Mm -hmm. right it's the same thing it's just that's acceptable and mine isn't from the elitists of our society because they're all getting trained at the same schools Right? They're all trained in the Northeast or out West, one of the two, and uh, for the most part in the Northeast. That's where it's all driven from.
1: Well, They're all homeschooled now. Well, that is funny. <laughs> that is funny when you think
0: about it, how that's, that's transitionalized some things. So evolution then beguiles or goes into the idea of secular humanism, where um, in regard to uh, particular to belief that human or the humanity excuse me is capable of morality and self-fulfillment without a belief in god and so that is where evolution stem or evolution finds its camp that's where atheism finds its camp it's basically the worship of self right i know best i'm i'm good. but it's so funny because every one of those they all have to steal from our faith from the faith of the christianity or judaism um and the foundation of the basically the ten commandments right Um, a lot of those are in there because everybody in their right mind thinks that stealing from your neighbor is wrong. Right. You know, when you get down to it or killing your neighbor is wrong. Well, if you're in your right mind, right. Right. I did preface that. So again, atheism is, is a disbelief or lack of belief in God's existence. Um, It's just another version of worship of self and it's not religious because they do not worship anything. I don't think so. Again, it creates a worldview. It creates an avenue in which you frame everything else. It's a paradigm that, that you look at the world through. So, And then you have politics and socialism. Now, socialism is the one that we see in our society today. Very prevalent, and it's very becoming more and more so, which really cracks me up because you look at wherever socialism or communism has ever been tried, where has it ever worked? Crickets, crickets, beep, beep. Beep. So okay. no, wait,
1: wait, wait a minute. Now, you're now, saying socialism now, is a religion? I will challenge
0: that there is one place that has partially worked. And that would be China. And why is that? Well, it's a dictatorship. But what did they do in the economic side? Well, they opened it up. They allowed capitalism to come in. Even though they're overseeing all of it, right? With a heavy hand. So where did the coronavirus come from? Uh... China, <laughs> right? It works but so good. What I'm saying, you know, yeah, because of the political system, right? Okay. And so, it amazes me, and but there's reasons for that. That today in our society, so many people are going to people like Ocasio Cortez, and you know, their their the Democratic Party is becoming the party of communism, right? Right before our eyes. That's exactly what's happening. And I would encourage people to really look at that. You look at the heavy handedness of Gretchen Whitmer and this, Mm -hmm. you know, she's a communist, basically everything she knows what's best for everybody. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's the mentality that permeates in the communist socialist state will take care of you. And either she knows what's best for everybody or look, you're too stupid to really get this yourself. I need to do it for you. You know, and I've, I've done that to my own kids sometimes, but that's because they're three or five or seven, Right. Mm-hmm. Once they get old enough, I don't do that for them anymore. Right? They Come on. You know how to do this.
1: Get up. but Tie your shoes, man. What are you doing? Aren't, aren't we guilty of like a self-inflicted wound here? Because you look hey man, at brother. everything that we buy. Not everything, but probably, you know, the vast oh, Marty, majority of stuff. There, you you had to go there, didn't you? Where does it come from? You had to go there. Yeah. It's just too easy to. I, I, I talk to so many different people and ask them. Can you stop buying stuff that says China on it?
0: Right.
1: No. And everybody thinks about it for a second like it would be a good idea to do it, right. but you know what? I can get that thing so much cheaper. Yeah. You know, am I going to spend $100 or 60 bucks? Yep.
0: Now, do you think that'll change? I hope so. I think it will. I think that's one one good thing that's come out of this. Um, you and I are in the Field of automation, right, right, and um, one of the things that I think is going to be very advantageous out of this is you're going to have more automation mm-hmm. um, because the folks that want to bring their factories back from China, or the folks that are producing things today in this country that are worried about situations like this pandemic coming up again, well, if you have a factory that only has ten people working in it instead of a hundred. Are you going to be that worried about that thing having to be shut down? No. Now, people will say to me, well, you're just, you're taking all these jobs away from people and say, well, wait a minute. I am on one sense, but let me ask you this. For every robot that gets built, how many people are employed to build that robot? Now, eventually you could say, well, yeah, but eventually robots are going to be building the robots. I'll give you that. There might be some of that at some point. But you still have to, they still got to be maintained and taken care of. They still got to be programmed and modified. They still have to have um, once in a while issues that need to be addressed or modifications that need to be made. There's, you know, when you look at, at our society today and a lot of, you know, look at the automotive industry, for instance, there are less people working in that than there used to be. But the support industries that go into automotive have probably doubled and tripled in size since the 1960s, 70s and 80s because of all the automation that now is going into factories here. And that's going into packaging, it's going into food production, it's going into a lot of other areas, right? And I would think the beef and pork industries are going to be looking more and more at that in the future, just because you look at the shortage we're having right now because of this situation. If somebody gets sick in a factory and it, you know, now the only thing I don't know how you would do that with is like sporting events. Are you going to send a re- replica of yourself <laughs> to the sporting event so that they can sit there and watch it? Probably not. I'd like to clone but myself. I would. I would say at some point, when does it happen that they may allow like tailgating? But then you would have a situation where they fake all the cheering or whatever in the stadium, and they just you're watching it from the outside, but it feels real because that, they've been able to there was a news i bet
1: that it just was on today i heard it josh that and Derek, you guys could pull that off couldn't you no i'm serious they were talking yep. about it the nfl's doing this i mean you check the news that they were talking about it today yeah, i don't doubt that it. certain states won't be open <laughs> right they're gonna get the nfl and they're gonna simulcast the audience into yep. the play right so they're go. running and it cheers and turn well, up the cheers. they've got plenty of tape
0: and, yeah. on audiences over the years, right? Mm-hmm. You could re reinitiate that. And a lot of it's digital now, I'm sure. That's, right. that's put away. So, be anyway. interesting. so some of the last ones on here. Again, politics and socialism, the worship of government. You know, what is the starting point? How has that worked? throughout history, like I said, with socialism. you know, Socialism is basically equality of outcome versus equality of opportunity, which is what capitalism and, and conservatism would, would be. You are never going to have equal outcomes because not everybody has equal talents and abilities and things like that, right? So uh, the more people are, are bought into that idea or bought into that equation, though just the worse it becomes because People get sold a bag of goods saying, oh, well, we'll make everybody, we'll give everybody $2,000 a month to live. You know, that's something that everybody's floating around now. Well, wait a (laughs) minute. Where does all that money come from? First, you know, Margaret Thatcher, anybody remember her? Back in the day, she said, the only problem with socialism, at some point you run out of other people's money. And that's where going back to this liberal conservative thing, Marty, a liberal wants to implement Taking money from others and giving it to others to make everything equal on the outcome. So they only want to take from the rich. Well, it doesn't matter. I'm going to take from corporations. I'm going to take from wherever I have to to equalize the outcome so everybody has the same. Right. Except for me. Because I'm the one looking out for y'all. I get to be a little bit different. You know, I get to have my plane, Al Gore. I get to have my... Whatever it is, hundred seventy thousand dollars salary, AOC, right? But it's not good for you people, you little people. I need to to take care of you guys. And again, some of them have great motives, right? You know, my mom's a Democrat, but because I remember her saying she never vote for a Republican because they're not for the little guy. You know, mm-hmm. she always thought, and that's what Democrats have portrayed. And I would submit to you that it's they're only for the little guy to keep him down, so that they keep voting for him, right? They'll give him just enough like the whole idea of just over broke right hmm so
1: got a job keeps me just over broke yeah
0: but anyway it's it's one of them things so security over freedom is the idea um, it sounds great but why doesn't it work because people are sinful right we have a sinful nature that um, we want what's what's good for us and and you know we're always going to be more selfish typically unless Christ is the one permeating out from us on a constant basis. So another religion that's come into play is the thing called environmentalism, which is the worship of the environment. And I believe this has been here from the foundation of the world. Oh, Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had two scientists the other day explaining um, a possible solution to the CCP virus. It was on the news and I'm sitting here watching these guys go back and forth and they, they both claim that nature designed a possible solution. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, what does it even mean? Does nature have a brain? Right? Yeah, nature designed it. Nature designed it. Think about that statement. Nature is a thing, right? It doesn't have any abilities whatsoever. But because of this idea of natural selection, we have natural selection, people. So now I can just sit here and watch something. I'm going to throw all of these parts on the table and watch. And after 600 billion years, they're going to become an automobile. I don't think so. Right. <laughs> so, but it's really funny because they have a white lab coat on. I go, Oh, they gotta know what they're talking about. You know, know what I'm saying? Cause like, if, if they don't know what we're talking about, well then, then we're all in deep doo doo, right? If that guy don't know what he's talking about. So, when you think about stuff like that it just it drives me crazy because we just assume right because you know I don't want to believe the guy preaching to me from this book but I'm more than happy to believe the guy with the white coat on why is that man's word versus God's word Marty so one of the last ones I'll hit on is a, a, thing, a little thing called multiculturalism it's a doctrine or policy that promotes or advocates a state of Of diversity or cultural pluralism versus assimilating into a given culture that already exists right so it's a systematic worship of culture and when was this word invented you have any idea no I don't know somebody out there someday when we have an email and you listen to this show or we have a phone number call us and uh, let us know when the word multiculturalism came into being because I think that's an interesting concept um does anybody remember uh a the great melting pot that the united states used to be people would come here and they'd want to become what american americans right so it made me think of the remember the bugs bunny commercial or bugs bunny show where you got the guy sitting there and he comes along and bugs is standing there chewing on his carrot and he goes hey fella can you help a fellow american down on his luck right yeah it always makes me think of that for some reason. i don't know why and bugs flips him a quarter or whatever Anyway, um, where am I from? Again, that's that's where where, you know, our socialist folks and our more liberal folks in our society want to keep us thinking about not that I'm trying to be an American and trying to become one with the rest of the folks in this country. They want to, They want you focused on where you're from. So Hispanic Americans want to focus on their history. Irish Americans african where else is that when you hear from somebody from coming from canada they say oh i'm a french canadian oh yeah they do they say we're they a french canadian no. right mm-hmm. what else well, i'm a british canadian no, i'm an african canadian no i'm a south american canadian no you don't hear that no. right french canadian is one just because they have such a, a heavy french culture in one segment well, they didn't actually speak french of an there, area and they speak french right it's still kind of a separate society but here it always used to be people would come here and they want to assimilate right and speaking speak english right Eng- yeah, english. Eng- english english <laughs> or spanglish and, uh, and fit into our society you know become and that's you know one thing you hear about in the debate too right now because of this covid thing is how much you know our in in uh immigration system is at risk in a lot of ways because of things like this disease right if we didn't have somebody many, so many people coming from china would we have a problem right now probably not right right or people that from China that went to Europe that then came over here however it worked right so and again that lends itself to a lot of other things you know if somebody wants to come here and be productive and fit in and become an american citizen i don't know anybody conservative or liberal that would have a problem with that but when somebody wants to come here and basically just still act like they're living in mexico or brazil or indonesia or China or wherever they're from, why'd you come here? That's my first question. Why not just stay where you're at? Well,
1: there's more opportunity here.
0: Mm -hmm. Why is that? It's not because we're 6 million different societies. We're one society that's got some common things that we believe in. And if you don't ascribe to those things, it's going to be gone. And that's the biggest thing that concerns me about this COVID-19 thing. The new normal, Marty. What's that going to look like? We're here to speak the truth, we, we hope have. and uh help people see things uh, and examine their own beliefs. That would be one of our biggest goals. And that there is only one way to God. There is not multiple gods out there. There's not multiple ways to God. There's not there's Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but through me." And he did not leave a wide path, right? He left a narrow path as Marty said earlier. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of eyewitnesses to that effect, right, in the Bible. I know people. some some people don't want to ascribe truthfulness to the Bible, but guess what? They were all there. They were eyewitnesses. There's a lot. Check out the book, The Case for Christ, from Lee Strobel sometime. Very good, em- emphatic um, approach from a guy that was an atheist that, that dug into all this stuff, right? Investigative reporter, out. right? Investigative reporter, right? So, Marty, how does tech... Fit into all this? Well, Uncle Marty and I are both heavily involved in technology and automation, and technology is developed over time due to God's design and allowing man to discover things, right? It will play a major role in our future, and if we can bring some understanding to people who normally would not have the opportunity to understand it, we would really like to do that as well while we're at it. So we're going to have some fun with that, I hope, Marty, Yeah, right? definitely. And uh, talk about some uh, technology every week when we get together, Um, But we're also going to focus on this concept of belief and how it affects how you view things. And we want to challenge you. We want to challenge you to think about why you believe what you believe. Fair enough, Marty? Fair enough. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us this week on our initial podcast of It's a Religion. And uh, we wish you all the best. We pray that you would be blessed, that you would come to know the one that we know, and that he would be the one truth that you follow the rest of your life. Amen. We'll see you next time.